world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, I guess I'm sort of, sort of sorry for the Catholic bashing yesterday, although... Not really. <laughs> I'm re- I'm really not. And so, if you're out there and you're a Catholic and you took it the wrong way, I don't I don't even know what to tell you. Because uh, one thing that we try to do here is we try to seek the truth. I just want to know the truth. Because if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And we know this that Jesus warned. Jesus got crucified. People say he didn't get involved politically. Friends, he lost his life because. He rose up against the religious establishment. You guys understand that, don't you? They say, well, he didn't. Jesus didn't get involved in politics, coach. Why are you? Did Jesus didn't get involved? I said, well, first of all, when Jesus stood before Pilate, he said to Pilate, do you have any power over me? It must have been given to you from above. Well, why didn't Pilate have any power over Jesus? Because Jesus wasn't a Roman. So since Jesus wasn't a Roman, he didn't go get involved in the affairs of Rome. Jesus was a Jew, uh, call it whatever you want to, Hebrew. And Jesus was under the authority of their own nation, which was what? The nation, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious. Jesus was set apart from being under Roman authority. How do we know that? Because when the when the Sanhedrin had the trial of Jesus, they went to they went to Pilate. Why did he go to Pilate? They went to Pilate because they said we don't have any law to put a man to death. So they went out of from under whatever authority they had. They could not crucify Jesus because it was a different system. In their system, they couldn't crucify him. So they had to go to the secular authorities, the Romans, and Jesus standing before Pilate, what did he say? Jesus said, I don't even know what I'm doing here, dude. Huh? You don't have any power over me. That's what Jesus said to him. Jesus wasn't picking a fight with the Romans. Jesus was picking a fight with the religious leaders, the Sanhedrin, the religious system. He said, you guys, you religious leaders, you teach his doctrines, the commandments of men, making the word of God none effect. You whiten sepulchers full of dead men's bones and all corruption. You heap up laws and rules on top of women. They, they can't even carry it. They don't go into the kingdom. You don't go into the kingdom. Come on here. So understand this, friends. He railed against the religious establishment because I don't care what it is. Anything man gets in the middle of, man corrupts. Somebody give me a thumbs up. Somebody gives me a thumbs up. I've been around long enough to see, uh, you know, Liberty Mail, the Christian uh, Revolution, the Liberty Action Network. I know how hard it is to get Christians to work together. Why? Because we are all kings in our own 
kingdoms. We call them ministries. That's what we call them. But the fact of the matter is, I don't want to trade my ministry and give the authority of my ministry over to this guy over here because he doesn't believe like we do. And that's exactly the same thing we saw Jesus take on when he went to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He says, it's you guys. He says, you... (laughs) You don't let anybody get in. You don't even go into the kingdom yourself, he said. You don't let others in. That's what I'm going to talk about today. Oh, I had my wife praying special this morning because what what I'm going to share with you today, it's pretty deep. I don't know if you're going to be able to grasp it or not. I've taught it many, many. See, look, I don't mean I taught it. I've discussed it many, many times, many, many times. It took me forever. It took me a long time for me to grasp the kingdom. Hey, 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 uh, Spencer, do me a favor while you're sitting there real quick, just while you're sitting around there not paying any attention. Look up, ask, ask this on Google. Uh, how many times is the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven mentioned in the scriptures? See if you can pull that up there. That's what we're going to talk about here today. Kingdom of heaven. See what's, what it says here. Uh, oh, there's, well, that would, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is the king? Click, just click on. It doesn't matter. Click on that. Say how many times? Is, uh, how many times has Jesus mentioned the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God. Hey, not heaven. There it is. Hang on. The phrase "the kingdom of God," also the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of life. Is this the Holy Spirit or what? Huh? Is this the Holy Spirit? This dude searches what I tend to search, and the first thing I'm looking for pops up there: the kingdom of light appears more than 80 times in the New Testament. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God, 80 different times it's mentioned in the scriptures. And we're not talking about heaven. We're not talking about heaven. The church teaches heaven and hell and not kingdom. I'm going going to dive into that this morning. It's going to be good. You're going to be glad you listened. See, Coach, how do you know this stuff? Holy Spirit. (laughs) I ain't never been to, I haven't, I haven't had my first theology class ever, as far as I know. <laughs> I don't think so. But like I always tell all of, you, all of you, I can read, I can think, I can ask questions, and I have the Holy Spirit. And I just read, read it to women. What does that say? What is that? Huh? Key takeaways. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I want to show you this. Uh, the kingdom of God can be summarized as the everlasting realm. The everlasting realm. There's a realm called the kingdom of God. There's an everlasting realm where God is sovereign and Jesus Christ rules forever. The kingdom of God is mentioned more than 80 times in the New Testament. The teachings of Jesus Christ all center on the kingdom of God. And other names in the Bible for the kingdom of God are the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of light. I'm going to get into that here this morning. But before I do, you have got to see this, all right? I was I was enthralled yesterday. I, I, somebody sent me a video. It's called, uh, uh, what's the name it? Where is it? What's it? Everything is a rich man's trick. It's it's number one. Pull that up there. Folks, three hours and 40 minutes. Three hours and four. Not that one. There you go. Three hours and 40 minutes. I put it on double speed and I watched it all yesterday. And it's called Everything's a Rich. It takes you back and it shows you. Oh, Lord. It shows you that uh, the Bushes, Bush dynasty. Did you guys know the Bush dynasty funded the Nazis? You guys know that? Did you know Prescott Bush, George Bush's uh, uh, daddy, funded funded the Nazis? Did you know that that uh, when we sent our boys over to fight the the Nazis, 
when they stormed Omaha Beach, do you know that they were being shot with weapons? The Germans were using weapons made by Ford Motors, General Motors. You guys know that? Amen. Huh? It's all it's all in this video. But so listen, this is three hours of education like you have never had. You know I wouldn't recommend it, but I'm gonna show you this, just give you a thing. They take you through this video takes you through the, the Kennedy assassination. It shows you where are you ready? Where the eight snipers were located. It tells you who the snipers were. It shows you that are you ready for this? That 16 shots were fired. Only four of them hit the target. It's, it's, un, it's unbelievable. So I want, and uh, I want you to put that. Where did I say to put it? Uh, put it at the one hour and 46 second mark. Not the one minute. I'm sorry. Folks, I'm just going to show you a little clip of this. This thing is unbelievable. <clears throat> only we're going to look about two minutes of it. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's dad. You guys remember the actor Woody Harrelson? Huh? He was the guy who fired the shot. They got the president. They got it all. It's all, it's unbelievable. Go ahead and go ahead and just, we're picking this up in the middle. I'm just trying to wet your whistle. And then Spencer, after you show these few minutes, stick it in the chat. Folks, you got to watch it. Go ahead. We've been so lied to. Go ahead. Watch again. We clearly see how this little girl stops running and her gaze looks directly at where the shot originated and not up at the sixth floor of the depository. It was now that Umbrella Man took over. Standing right at the curbside, it was his job, should the first shot miss, to give a clear visual signal. Target is not injured. The intelligence chiefs knew that if this situation occurred, Kennedy would now be moving rapidly away from the first sniper. They knew the only way to make sure of getting him was to fusillade the car. So a moment later, two rifles tried to fire from directly in front at exactly the same time to deceive witnesses into thinking there was only one shot. You said you'd kill President Kennedy. At the same time I said I had killed the judge, I said I had killed Kennedy. Woody Harrelson did that. I was going to kill President Kennedy. We'll get back to that. Alone, without any aid from a rogue um, agency of the U.S. government, or at least a, a portion of that agency. I believe you're very naive if you do. Harrelson's bullet hit JFK in the throat, and another gunman, hiding in a culvert 50 yards away, up in the embankment of the overpass, made the hole in the windscreen, which was later seen by Dr. Evalier Glenn. The had a hole in it. The limousine was there. Had been staying there for some time, just watching the back of the emergency room. Talked to my friend next to me and said, look, there's a bullet hole in the windshield, and pointed it out to them. But it was very clear. It was a through-and-through through bullet hole through the windshield of a car from the front to the back. As Kennedy emerges from behind the road sign, his distress is clear, while Governor Connolly remains composed. This single frame of the Zabruder film Kennedy is shot not the from the front. a single bullet theory because it's quite clear both men have not been struck at the same time. Kennedy has now passed through two layers of fire and has not been hit in the head. To cover this eventuality, the assassins were given a simple instruction. Fusillade the car with everything. So that in the next few moments, the five remaining riflemen fired, causing the Secret Service agent riding in the front passenger seat, Roy Kellerman, to report a feeling like a jet sonic boom as the hail of bullets whistled into the car. It is now more than three seconds after Kennedy is hit in the throat that Frank Sturgis misses his target altogether and blows out five inches of Governor Connolly's ribs, compressing his lungs and puffing his cheeks, with a bullet which quite clearly struck 
at far okay you can stop angle. okay folks you gotta that's, it's, it's just golly when i got done with it i got it, it was amazing are you ready mm. for this one are you ready for this one Vinny? this is unbelievable officer jd tippett remember him the police officer that they said was shot when he was uh, lee harvey oswald shot leaving from the theater remember all that officer jd tippett was a almost exact replica of John F. Kennedy. In fact, the guys at work called him JFK. And the reason reason that Officer Tippett was killed was because uh, Kennedy, President Kennedy, the wounds were from the front. The wounds were from the front. And they knew that the autopsy wasn't going to get it, so they had to get another body. And they switch. Oh, it's it's all it's all in there. They name mm-hmm. them. They name who the guys were. It is unbelievable. It's three hours and twenty seven minutes and fifty five seconds. Put it in the chat if you want to see how we got where we are today. Good, cool. With me, mm-hmm. say, Coach. Why are you doing? I'm just telling you because it it will show you. It will show you, folks. Two of the presidents, two of the men involved, became presidents of the United States. Two of them, Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson and George H.W. Bush, were involved in the assassination. Talk about a coup. Talk about being in the mess that we're in and how far back it goes. Joe, I'll let you come in, then I'm going to the king. Come on in, Joe. Yeah, we had uh, Woody Harrelson locked up in the penitentiaries. That Say that again. Bad. We had Woody Harrelson locked up. His father. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Right. He, he admits he did it. He admits he did it. Yeah. Right? He got lied. So, so, Joe, think about this out there, friends. We know this, right? We know that uh, they hid the results for 75 years. And then what they said, they were going to keep the Warren Commission thing down for 75 years, I think it was. Well, now that's Mark's past, but they still haven't passed. They still won't get released. Why? Because... Uh, if they do that, then we'll see the C- see what the CIA did, yada, yada, yada. By the way, what do they want to do with COVID? 75 years, right? <laughs> want to hide that baby for 75 years. Oh, nothing hidden will not be revealed. Go ahead, Mel, quickly. <clears throat> hey, so um, as you transition to a new topic, I just wanted to bring up a new action that I have on the Liberty Action Network. Spencer, if you can go to that. And for the people who are new here today, the Liberty Action Network is where doers connect, turning ideas into action. And um, the network supports, network. it's a network of ministries and organizations pursuing liberty and action together. So um, today's new action is another individual action, and that is stake the land. So um, as you know, one of our um, network partners is Active Faith. They have a lot of really great, um, you know, tools for staking and cards, um, if, you, if you're traveling, or books, and things. But um, anyway, if you click on the, um, the PDF, the click and print, it'll give you some information. And the encouragement is to go out and to begin staking your own property. And, um, you know, as, as you learn more, you might even, you know, stake other things in your neighborhood, your churches, you know, government buildings and things. So this is an action that we can do individually or together. So um, I would invite you all to do that. I'm also working on a bigger action that's going to hopefully be announced in February. I'll keep you posted on that. But um, just wanted to keep these actions fresh for you guys. So thank you. <clears throat> thank you, my Liberty Action Network. Hey, by the way, Michelle, my wife, wants to get the ladies together and have a staking party. She wants to go stake. How many say, I'd be in? Yeah, I'll come. I'll come. I'll come. Michelle, they're in. They're in. She wants to do that. And uh, 
maybe get some women, uh, women together and go stake three or four different things and have a cup of coffee when they do it and just have a good time together. So, Michelle, they're in. I know you are. I know you're all in. Okay. Okay. I've tried to, I've tried to do the, do this teaching many, many times. Some of, you know, I've been doing this, by the way, this is show number 1,811, 1,811. Hey, Betty, that's a lot of shows, isn't it? 1,811 shows. And somewhere during these 1,811 shows, I've talked about the kingdom of God. And I felt, I felt a real prompting of the Lord over the last several, several days, especially when we talked about when we had the, the idea of salvation, we explained that last week and what really happens and yada, 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 yada. But uh, what, uh, what we don't understand, <clears throat> even though the Bible said it over 80 times, spoke about the kingdom of God, we don't really, we don't really understand. We, we confuse the kingdom of God with heaven. It's not the same, folks. Our Father, who art in heaven, there's a place, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. It doesn't say let's go to let's go to the kingdom. Our Father chart in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will in heaven be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus didn't teach us to pray that we would go to heaven. He taught us to pray that the kingdom would come. What? Yeah, but when I was in church, when I was growing up in church, they always told me that when we die, we go to heaven. We go to God's kingdom. Well, that's true. But that isn't what the Bible teaches. So what? No. That's not what the Bible teaches. Can I show you some scriptures here today? Will you sit back and not get mad at me and just lack, uh, relax a little bit? Because I'm going to tell you something. My life changed when I understood this. My life under, my life changed. Now, as I walk through this, I'm going to show you several different Bible verses, and you can you can do what you want to say. Coach, you're mixing and matching them. No, 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 no. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to start with this one because it's always one of my <clears throat> first one. Uh, where is it? Number five. Number five. Bring up number five. This is Romans 14. Okay? Romans 14. Uh, scroll down a little bit. So go down to, I'm not going to take all, let's start, let's start in verse eight. Let's just, for whatever reason, okay? For to this end, for whether we live, whether we live, uh, by the way, keep Joe Silver in your prayers. Send him cards. Put the, I put the address in there. Men don't. Men aren't good at sending cards. Send cards. Send them afar. Encourage them, will you? Wherefore, uh, for what? For uh, let's go to verse ten. But why do you judge your brother? Or why do you set it not your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it's written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, every one of us. He's going to give an account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. I know and I'm persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there's nothing unclean of itself. But to him that esteemeth anything unclean to him, it's unclean. If you don't think you should eat it, don't eat it. I don't have to not do something 
Betty says, uh, Coach Dave, you shouldn't have long fingernails. I said, why? Well, because it makes you look like a whatever. Well, I'm not going to do it because Betty tells me. I'm going to do it because the Holy Spirit convicts me to do it. With me? With me? So the Holy Spirit convicts me not to eat pork. I'm not going to eat pork. I'm not going to eat pork because Clay told me I'm not supposed to. Okay? That's that's what this is saying. For I know I'm persuaded. Okay, verse 15. But if your brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably. Destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. Let not your good be evil spoken of. Here it is. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. What's the kingdom of God? What, folks, what is the kingdom of God? It can't be any more clear. The kingdom of God isn't someplace we're going. Oh, Lord. Amen. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what should look. That's when you receive Christ, that's what should be the fruit of it. Righteousness, peace, no matter what's going on in your life, you have peace and you have joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. What? Do you want to be in the kingdom of God? If What if we could tell people that if you come to Christ and receive Christ, the kingdom of God is going to enter into you and you are going to have righteousness and peace and joy. How, could you bottle that up and sell it? I think you could probably bottle that up and sell it, don't you think? But we don't understand because we talk about the kingdom being heaven. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come, you mean your righteousness, your peace, your joy in the Holy Ghost come? But most people don't get it. They don't understand it. Hang on, I'm going to take you through a series of scriptures. Go to number two. Go to number two. Because I believe, and I'm going to, you know, hey, do what you want with it. I'm an old saved Catholic boy, all right? That's all That's all I am. That's all I am. I didn't even know you could be saved. I was in church my whole life. I didn't even know you could be saved. And then I got saved. Wow. I told you what all that did to me. But I want you to watch this. Um, make sure I'm in the right place. Which verses is 19? Is um, uh, there it is. Uh, so, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, has been passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and he found some disciples there. Look at this! And he said unto them, Have you all received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Hey, Vinny. Boom! And they said unto him, what are you talking about, Willis? Boom. Sorry for the delay. What are you talking about, Willis? We've got so much herb. <laughs> this is the Holy Ghost. Wait a minute. They're already believers. And they hadn't received the Holy Ghost? And he said unto them, well, what were you baptized to? Weren't you guys baptized? And they said, yeah, John dunked us. And then Paul said, John very baptized. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him and should come after him, that is, on Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, he said, the Holy Ghost came on them. Now, I don't look. We can argue about tongues. I'm not talking about tongues. I'm showing you that there's a difference between simply being saved, repenting of your sins. Mm. Amen. Acts 1. Bring up Acts 1. Bring up Acts 1. Uh, which one is it? I'm sorry, for number three. Keep on going. I said, I got in a hurry. I was, I was, I was, I was chomping after today. Uh, keep going. Go down. Go on down. Go on. Uh, hey, there it is. And when they came together, verse six, no, verse five, for John truly baptized you with water, Jesus is telling them, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Not too long for now. <laughs> when they were together, when. I'm, I'm caught on my cord. When they were to come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? See, they're looking for an earthly kingdom. They're looking for an earthly kingdom. Jesus said, dude, it's not for you to know the times of the season, which the Father put in his own power, but, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And when that Holy Ghost comes upon you and you got that power, you're going to be witnesses unto both me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and unto other most parts of the earth. There's a second baptism here, friends. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry they didn't teach you that in your Presbyterian church. And I don't care if you speak tongues. I, I, that's, you know, we can get into that argument all you want to. But it's very obvious here that Jesus Christ is standing in front of a group of believers and they have not yet received the Holy Spirit. Amen. Does it anybody want to take me to task on this one? Coach, I'm, I'm just, they, didn't, they didn't get mad about it either, Coach. They wasn't offended by that. They weren't offended by it, right? Right. And, and I'm going to tell you that. Can I tell you this? Oh, I, I just got look. I love all of you. Uh, I, I love all of you. The pulpits are full of men who've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> They're going off a of head knowledge and all this kind of stuff. And they have not righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom. I see you stacking up here. I'm about, listen, i got to go somewhere. Stay with me a second, will you? So go to uh, uh, number six. Number six. We already know what the kingdom of God is. Is anybody out there? Hey, Clay, what's the kingdom of God? Does anybody know what the kingdom of God is? Because if you yes. can't, what? What is it? It's righteousness, peace, and joy. And the Holy Ghost. The Holy That's Ghost. the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Understand this. Understand this, folks. You're not going to a kingdom. A kingdom's coming to you. You're not going to a kingdom. A kingdom is coming to you. And what does it what do all kings have? What do all kingdoms have? Kings, rulers, servants, rules, regulations, procedures. So when you get born again and the Holy Spirit comes and fills inside you, you are in the kingdom of God already. You just don't know it. They've never taught you that. Say, Coach, how do you know that? Uh, what did we pull up here? Uh-huh. Uh, what was it? Where was I heading? What, I, what is that, Spence, up there? Oh, yeah. Go to verse 16. And, and they fell down on his face, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And when Jesus answered, said, were there not ten cleansed? They just cleansed some lepers. But where are the nine? 
that are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto them, Arise, go your way, because your faith has made you whole. And then he demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come. He asked the Pharisees, Hey, boys, when do you think the kingdom's coming? See, he didn't say the second coming. He didn't say, I'm returning. He says, when is the kingdom of God? When's that thing going to come? And he said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. You can't see it. Neither say they, well, lo, here, or lo, there. Behold, there's the kingdom. No, no, no. The kingdom of God is within you. Do you see it? Folks, you ain't going to the kingdom of God. If you received God, you've received the kingdom. It is within you. And what does it bring with it? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost, power, power, control. You are now in charge. Why? Because you're in the kingdom. You're in a different world. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. He didn't say it isn't here. He said it ain't from here. Amen. Oh my goodness. And we walk around such powerless, powerless Christians praying to go to heaven when Jesus himself said, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Have you received uh, the Holy Spirit? What? We didn't even know there was one. Are you, are you guys saved? Yeah, we're saved. And you haven't received the Holy Spirit? No. Nobody told me I had to do that. Well, dude, no wonder there's no power in your life. Boom. Uh, this, uh, I'm telling you, man. Huh? Uh, this is something. This is something. We don't get it. We the Holy Spirit is the key to the kingdom, Coach. He gave us the keys to the kingdom. Amen. Why? Because he can unlock righteousness, peace, and joy. You can be in the kingdom of God and not be impacted by your surroundings. Your surroundings are doing everything you can to depress you, to scare you, everything you can. Dude, you're in the kingdom of God. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Every tongue that rises in judgment against me shall be condemned. Psalm 91, pull it up. Dudes, this is so critical. Psalm 91, pull it up, Spencer. Psalm 91, Psalm 91. He who dwells in the sacred place of the Most High. Where is that? It's within. Shall abide under the shadow of the mighty. I'll say to the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress. I am right now trying, I want to shock you. I ain't going to the kingdom. Kingdom's within me already, right here, right now. And some of you are not exercising power and authority because you don't know that. They ain't never taught you. And you're probably. Chances are probably pretty good that you grew up in a church where the pastor didn't even understand what we're talking about here. And he's up there and he's teaching you this and this and this and this, and he don't even have the Holy Ghost. Now, hang on a minute. Because part of the problem we run into is then we get too spooky with the Holy Spirit. Then we get too spooky. And then we want to run around and wave flags and flop on the floor. Hey, why did you do what? 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 What's that all about? Why do you, what, huh? Oh, say, Lord, the Holy Spirit came all over me. Really? Okay, well, good. 
Made you act like a fool out there, flop out there? See, that's called Pentecostalism. I believe, are you looking at me? Coach Dave believes in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I believe it. You know why? I received it. I received it. And now I speak, are you, are you, are you ready for, I'm sorry, hey, I now speak with a heavenly language. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, it's the language of the kingdom. <laughs> yeah, it ain't English. They got a different language. But see, you can't speak that language if the kingdom isn't within you. If you haven't received the Holy Spirit. Am I confusing anybody out there? I'm not trying to confuse you. I'm trying to ask you. The, they said, you shall receive power. Where is that? Where is that? Number three. Pull that up there again. Pull it up there, num- number three. Acts 1. <clears throat> I'm going to open it up here in a second. Boy, I'm, ham- I'm hammering today. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You guys got any power? You don't? Have you received the Holy Spirit? Well, say, Coach, I got that in, I got, I got that in salvation. Oh, yeah, well, maybe you did. Maybe you did. I hope you did. But that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that you get born and then you get born again of your heart when you confessed your sins, repented of your sins, and you received the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And a new life is formed in you as you go down in the water and come back up. You come back a new life. Then you got to receive the Holy Spirit. It's a different process. Amen. Receive ye the Holy Spirit. Folks, I'm not twisting scripture. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. The kingdom of God is within you. They don't teach us that. They teach us the kingdom of God is someplace we're going. Let me look over here. Go to, go to number seven. I'm going to open it up. Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. All power has been given unto me, both in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore. Why? Because you got his delegated authority. You are now an ambassador in a new kingdom in a foreign world. Kingdoms within you. All power, all authority. If you think about a governmental structure right now, think about a city government, think about your high school uh, student council. There's a there is an authority structure. All kingdoms, governments have an authority structure. Well, my friends, the kingdom of God is within you. It's within you. See, the devil can't steal my joy. I can only give it to him. He can't steal it. I have authority over him. Right? The devil can't. The devil has no authority. Jesus said that. You have no authority over me. Unless it's been given unto you by my father, which is in heaven. And he said, now that, now that I put you all in charge, do me a favor, will you, will you go? Pull up number seven. <clears throat> you got it up there. Ephesians, drop down to about, uh, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Put on the armor of God. She may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, 
Why? Because you are fight. You are fighting and representing a king in a kingdom against the forces of darkness. You understand? He says, put your uniform on. Put on your uniform because you don't wrestle against them in flesh and blood. You're wrestling against spiritual wickedness in high places. Take the whole armor of God that you're going to be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all, you're going to stand. Why? Because you have your loins girt about. This is the weaponry of the kingdom. You have your loins girt about with truth. You got on the breastplate of righteousness. Your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, you take the shield of faith. Why? Because they're going to shoot fiery darts at you. But it's okay because you are in the kingdom of God, and you're going to have victory over all of that stuff. Take with you the shield of faith, wherewith you shall quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching thereto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance that may give unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the God. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. The gospel's a mystery for which I am ambassador in bonds, that then I may speak boldly as I ought to speak, but that you also may know my affairs. And yada, 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 yada. The power is within. The authority is within. It isn't coming. It's here now. You see why the church gives up, doesn't fight? Church doesn't even believe in the Holy Ghost. We let people say, oh, you got to come to our church. It's Holy Ghost filled. Oh, yeah. The hell, what the hell's that look like? <laughs> huh? What, you run around and swing flags? Huh? Yeah. But yet they're still raping your little boys in kindergarten. Oh, I'm just telling you the truth. All power, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. That's it. You have king, territory, servants, laws, authority. They have it all. Kingdom's not of this world. Kingdom's in the world. Jesus said, pray your kingdom come. Pray that it come. So we are in the world, but we're not of the world. We are otherworldly creatures. We are spirits. We are spirits. We just happen to live in this flesh body. We're coming out of this thing. We're coming out of it. And God put us in this flesh body to advance his kingdom, which is within us. Some of you still don't get it. Come on in, Reggie. It is a mystery, Coach. I had a supernatural experience, and Dennis was witness to it. And um, what you're saying is true, but because it's a mystery, there's more. There's more to what you're saying, and you're absolutely on target, but there's more. And it goes back to 1 Samuel 8. God revealed this to me, and Mm. he said, he said, these kingdoms, we did this to ourselves, and until we get it right, and that doesn't mean we acknowledge it. We cannot acknowledge it. That's why Jesus didn't acknowledge it. Everything he did, because he, God told me in the middle of this supernatural experience, they did it again with to my son. He said, most won't get it. And he even used on earth as it is in heaven when he was showing me this. 1 Samuel 8. We did this to ourselves. And Romans 13 doesn't cover a secular government. God showed me that it has, he has nothing to do with it. Nothing. Everybody, everybody says, oh, no, he sent them. No, he didn't. 
He sent him and he permitted it, but it has nothing to do with us. His kingdom is here, but the children of God cannot unlock it. So I can tell you after there, this was verified only through a survivor of MK Ultra to me. I didn't know this. I, I held it within my heart. I understood it, but I'm like, I don't get it. The only reason that it was confirmed to me is because they told me about the programming of 1 Samuel 8. You can knock a super soldier <clears throat> on his ass if you say 1 Samuel 8. They are programmed with it because they understand it goes all the way back. Their Roman government, that big giant in Daniel, that is what we ask for every century, every age and we have to not acknowledge it so there's more to it it is a mystery but he said most won't get it they don't want it they keep acknowledging they keep voting they keep acknowledging that beast we're in the world but we're not of it we're in the world so we have all authorities been given unto us both in heaven and on earth go click on number nine for me real quick unless i'm going to open it back up i promise hang on hang on i gotta show you this number nine number nine Bible dolls. Okay, look, look, look. What the Bible says about elements of the kingdom. It's territory, okay? Uh, what is the gospel? It's good news, yada, yada. Okay, what is, scroll on down. Scroll on down a little bit. <clears throat> what is Jesus' own testimony about the subject of his preaching? Notice these verses, Matthew 4. And Jesus went about Galilee, teaching in this synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Matthew 24. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. Not to, which gospel? The gospel of the kingdom. And then he said, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities. And then Luke, he says, the law and the prophets until John, since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached. Folks, a kingdom, a kingdom here, now, in and through us. We're supposed to be in charge. I'll make some of you nervous. Amen. Huh? Making some of you nervous. All power and all authority has been given unto us. Why? Because the kingdom's within us. Receive ye the Holy Spirit, he said. He breathed on him. Receive ye the Holy Spirit. These were saved men. Saved men. And I'm going to tell you this. Some of you, I'm sorry, that sounds awful. Many of us were raised in a Christianity where there was no Holy Spirit. It's like, oh, just so good. See, I'm not bashing on the Catholic. I'm, I'm not bashing on the Catholics today. I'm not bashing on God. Uh, you got guys standing in the pulpit who give mouth lip service to the Holy Spirit. They don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Amen. They, they don't. They, they don't. Under, they, they know about the Holy Spirit. They've heard about it, uh, but uh, they think the Holy Spirit is subservient to uh, to government, subservient to law enforcement officials. They think that the Holy Spirit bows his knee. Folks, I'm just telling you the truth. The Holy Spirit doesn't bow his knee to sickness. He doesn't bow his knee to disobedience. He doesn't, he doesn't bow his knee to nothing. He doesn't do nothing. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells inside of us. But they don't teach you that. No, because why? People say, well, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then you got to wave flags. And you got to speak in tongues. You got to flop all over the floor and do crazy things, right? I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. Talking about the manifestation of it now. If you have the, really have the manifestation of, oh, thank you, Lord. Ooh. If you have the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in you, you will be fearless. Amen. Amen. You ain't going to be dancing around waving flags. You're going to be showing up with all authority. Thus saith the Lord. That's the Holy Spirit. 
You can dance all you want to. Huh? You can put your hair in a bun, be a holy roller all you want to. Missing the whole point. Missing the whole point. Whole point. Alan, come on in. Then Randy. You know, Coach, it's funny. You're sitting here giving everybody truth, but some folks would be offended by what you're saying. And you know what's so funny about Apollos? The Bible goes into detail of how great an orator he was and how much wisdom he had and how many people came to the kingdom because of his preaching, God using him. But when Paul approached him and asked him about the Holy Ghost, he knew nothing about it. He was not offended that he did not know. No, he, he said, loved, I he embraced how do I get it? How, how do I get it? Right? That's it. He embraced the truth. And the same way with the, the Ethiopian, with the eunuch, he embraced the truth. He couldn't wait to get it. He wasn't offended. He wasn't going to run and hide and uh, be mad at everybody. You know, that that's the thing we've come to in America. When somebody shows us a truth, and this, this is why I like the analogy of football, and everybody's played football, I understand. I want everything that coach can give me so we can win. And here coach is giving us the winning uh what, what we need to win and conquer devils and conquer sickness and conquer grief and all these things. And some folks will be offended. I'm not offended when God shows me something that I need to be successful and win. You shouldn't be. Amen. Amen. Go back to Acts Amen. 1. Hang on. Hang on. I'm going to get you in here. Acts 1 again, please. Acts 1. And then I want you to bring this back. Hang on. Stay. Okay. Acts 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power. And I want that. Boom. After the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You know what's going to happen when the Holy Spirit comes upon you? Why, you're going to be witnesses. <laughs> oh, to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and uttermost parts of the earth. Okay, go back to that previous thing. I'm a witness, man, everywhere I go. Why, well, I got the Holy Spirit. I can't. Look, look. Jesus' announcement, right at the bottom section here. Jesus' announcement of the good news. Right there, bud. Is that the Father will establish his kingdom and his capital city on earth. He himself will be here. No longer separated from his children. No longer unseen and ruling indirectly through agents from his present location in heaven, but ruling directly on earth. It is to this awesome, mind-boggling future that we, as part of his family, are being summoned to prepare for and to participate directly in. Jesus is certainly mankind's Savior, having died for our sins. But to properly understand that event must be seen within the context of preparation for the establishment of the kingdom of God on earth. Boom. The kingdom has four basic elements, a king, a territory, it occupies subjects within that territory, and laws which they rule, which the will of the ruler is exercised. Each of these elements is part of the gospel. Vinny, boom! Ba-boom. Myra, then Randy, quickly, we only got 13 minutes here, go. Let's go, oh my God, this show gets better every day hallelujah thank you to you and michelle you guys helped me and reggie with the gift of the holy ghost so i mean you have been instrumental in my growth coach that's why i can say god praise the lord it's my job it's my job go ahead what else and you do a great job thank you god bless you brother thank you i'm just doing my job just doing my job see look here look this is a gift i ain't it special this is a gift. How can I, I'm a, 
helmet head. How can I possibly come down here and lay this out if I wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit of God? Huh? Amen. How can I lay this out in a way that you would understand it? And how will you understand it if you don't have the Holy Spirit of God? Because it's the Holy Spirit of God that will guide you into all truth. Well, brother so-and-so said, I got that when I got baptized. Yeah. Look at the power in your life. Randy. You just said it, Coach. Look at the power in your life. That's what I was going to say, Coach. First Corinthians 4, 20, uh, 19 and 20. Paul's teaching them, the, the Corinthians, they're puffed up because they have knowledge, Coach. They know the word. Look, look this is getting ready. He's reprimanding them. Why? Because they're not walking in the spirituals. They're not walking in his power. He says, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord wills, and I will know. How will he know? Because... You see power, Coach. You see it. You do. <laughs> you feel it. You feel it. Not the word of those who are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Amen. It's all about Acts one eight. how you vision it, Coach. If you understand that Jesus' answer to them is when is the kingdom coming, if you understand it's when the Holy Spirit comes into you and empowers you, then you understand the kingdom. If, if he doesn't do that, you think the kingdom is here, there, or in the future, or in the heaven, and you don't get it. You have why, to be... Why would Jesus, why would he teach us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth? Why would he do that if it wasn't true? We're all authority has been given unto us. Go and establish his kingdom. What? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. How do you do that? You make disciples. But we don't know how to make disciples. We don't know how to do it. We talk about heaven and hell rather than power and authority and self-control and those things that everybody, the apostle Paul himself said, the things I do, I don't want to do. I don't want to do that. That's that's pretty much, folks. About everybody you run into, they don't want to, they don't want to act the way they are. They don't see any way out of it. They don't see any way out of it. And we've we've turned Christianity into do's and don'ts and rights and wrongs. And I'd say, dude, you want some power? Huh? woo! Power? Amen. Julie, come on in. Didn't mean to cut you off, Randy. Although, yes, I did. Then Martin's after Julie. After Julie, go. Great show, Coach. Oh my goodness. Oh, stop power it! Stop power. it! Stop it! I tried to tell a. Um an old friend of mine about the power of the Holy spirit. And she got offended. I was like, I can't believe it. She said, I read the Bible and I don't understand. I said, because you have not been baptized in the Holy spirit. And she just like, well, I'm saved. And I'm like, but this is much better, you know? And she just, she didn't get it. And it was just really sad. Amen. They they don't get it. They don't get it. Hang hang on. I'm sorry, Julie. Go ahead. The church didn't teach her that. No, because the pastor's not filled with the Holy Spirit. Sorry. 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 Go ahead, Martin, while he's doing that. Martin, while you're coming in here, uh, Spencer, get ready. Get uh, number four ready for me. Go ahead, Martin. I love you, Coach Dave. We We need 10 million more like you, sir. And I'm one of them. Amen. I believe everybody in this group is is the rest as well. Amen. we need that that much left. Ladies and gentlemen, the word of God tells us plainly. I'm going to read this straight from God's mouth to our ears. Pastors, listen to your Bible, please. 
2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Spencer, if you wouldn't mind bringing that up, sir. I don't mean to take Coach's uh, bench. I'm not the coach. Coach Dave is. I'm his assistant because I know the word of God pretty well. Go, go for it. Come on, go. 2 Timothy what? 1, 7. You read it, Coach. You read it, sir. <clears throat> For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Why are we moving in the opposite of that, Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer? Why are uh, Christians not moving in what that Bible just said? What our God, to, right? what they claim they know, says. We're operated by fear, right? We're operated by fear because they don't have the Holy Spirit. That's that's all. I'm just telling you, folks. I'm just telling you. You're, many pastors, I'm not trying to make enemies. I'm just trying to help you understand. Your pastor does not understand having the Holy Spirit and the power involved because we've made it about speaking in tongues and giving prophecies and waving flags. We've made it about everything other than what it's about. And it's about power and authority that he's given unto us because he wants to establish his kingdom here on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's that's the okay. Pull up, pull up uh, number four, real quick. Oh man, I'm running out of time. Didn't mean to cut you off, Roger. I'll get right with you. Promise you. Hang on, hang on. So I found this little website today. You guys can do this too. What what is the kingdom of God? <laughs> what is it? So look, I'm I'm not going to read all this to you. I'm just going to take you down. Spencer, you see the black the highlighted spot, right? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Evidently, there's a kingdom. It'll be sought right here and right now. And if we seek it right here and right now, all this other stuff's going to be added unto us. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he who is in this way serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. This is the kingdom of God. We're in it right now. You got it right now. It's in you. For if by the transgression of one, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. When we get him, we get his power. Amen. Just It's more than salvation. He made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Right? Right? Scroll down. Is there more to it? Put this in the chat. Put this in the chat so people can get an understanding. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through the faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Since by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Christ Jesus for all those who believe. For there's no distinction for all have fallen short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption, which is in Jesus Christ. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, to the Greek, 
For it is in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. The righteous shall live by faith. Now, having been questioned by the Pharisees as to when the kingdom of God was coming, he answered to them and said, the kingdom of God is not coming with your eyes. to signs to be observed. Though they say, well, look over here or look over there. No, no, no. The kingdom of God is within. Amen. Roger, come on in. David, if I, if I embrace this teaching, which I do, how would my life look? <laughs> Righteousness, peace, not worry, joy, not anger. That's what I would say. That's where that's where it ought to be. Everywhere we go, not that you don't get angry, but joy overrides it. Not that you don't, not that you don't get afraid, but peace overrides it. We're we're supposed to be we're supposed to look at the situation and say, oh damn, that's getting ready to change. That's getting ready to change. Because why? All power's been given unto us. And see, we we don't they haven't taught us this, Roger. They haven't taught us. Susie. Romans eight eleven, the same spirit that dwells in that rose Jesus from the dead dwells in us. That's pretty Boom. Boom, right? Resurrection power. What would resurrection power Boom. look like? What would it look like? Is there anything out there that needs to be resurrected? Anything out there? We're not taught this. Boom. Clay. Yeah. You said the kingdom of, you know, it says in the Bible, the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. And that's what keeps us alive, right? That's what we think we need is our first priority. But Matthew 6, 31 through 33 says, therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? It says, for your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. And it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Hey, Clay, as soon as I'm done with the show, I'm going to walk outside. Because there's a bunch of birds out there waiting for me to feed them. But it ain't me feeding them, is it? Huh? It isn't me feeding them. I'm going to walk out there and I'm going to spread some seeds on the picnic table and they're going to come from everywhere. Why? Because his eye's on the sparrow. He he uses me to feed the birds. All right, just carrying out the action. Oh, my goodness, this is so deep. Angie. Good morning. You're on fire this morning. Um, uh, I absolutely love the the continued... Uh, message that we that God has given us Jesus has given us all authority and when we sit here and we say we yeah we have all authority but we don't have authority over this church and we don't have authority over this government then we're not exercising all authority we are to go into these places and be the light and exercise that authority over these systems we have been given all authority use it and, and, but but Angie, what's his promise? You're going to be hated of all men. <laughs> That's the promise. He said, I'm going to give you power because you're going to go in and you're going to revolutionize everything you touch. And the status quo, bud, the status quo is going to hate you. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. If we could get this one. If we could get it. Susie. Your hand's up, Susie. No? Angie, your hand's still up. Anybody else? Look, look, look. Uh, we serve the King of Kings. Hang on. We serve the King of Kings. Look, 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 look. Folks, please hear me. We don't serve a soon-coming king. We serve the King of Kings. 
right now, right now, right here, right now, today. The same spirit, as someone said earlier today, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of us. The kingdom of God is not meat or drink. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead comes and dwells inside you. That's why he said it's expedient that I go away, because if I go away, oh, I'm going to spend, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and that dude is going to raise, pardon me, R-A-I-Z-E, is going to raise hell through my people. Because why? I've given them all power and all authority. Go ye, therefore. See you tomorrow. Love you, coach.